Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. Today, we're discussing some of the major announcements from CinemaCon, and we're going to go over that Avatar 2 trailer and how James Cameron blew our minds. All this and everything else that happened this and last week in Geek. Hey, it's Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for this week in Geek, he's Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Doo, and if you call him weird, he's gonna send his dragons after you. He's Justin Targaryen, first of his name, King of the Sandals. How's it going? King of the sandals. Uh, Kevin would probably be king of the sandals. Yeah, he'd wear the <laughs> Birkenstocks with yeah. the socks all the time. In the dead of winter, it'd be like, you know, 15 centimeters of snow, and he would yeah. still be trekking in, in Burks and socks. So he's We keep telling Kevin winter is coming, and he doesn't seem to be changing his footwear, I guess. Yeah. How's it going, your uh, highness? I'm good. I'm uh, At the top there, you, you, you said uh, blue. I thought uh, you were going to talk about his load and not just our minds being blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get, to, we'll get to the James Cameron load of... Of 3D-ness that we uh, we got pumped into our face before uh, we saw Multiverse of Madness uh, a little bit later on. But, you know, um, speaking of Kevin, Kevin uh, mentioned on the podcast he's got that kid on the way. And I was thinking back to uh, when I was a little kid. And I wanted to start off with kind of a fun question uh, just to ask you, when you were a kid, can you tell me something bad that you did that you thought was like... It's like way worse than it actually was. Like everyone's got that sort of moment. Have you ever, when you were a little kid, did you ever have that thing that you did where you, you took something or you, you did something that you're just like, you felt like it was the end of the world? Well, I was uh, in grade one and yeah. um, I remember my friend and I, we were at, uh, it was winter. We were, we were tobogganing at our, at our elementary school. Canada. And <clears throat> in Canada. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh, so, uh, you know, there was a routine. You'd go down the hill and then you would go across um, and go back so that you could go back up, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you had to stay far away out so that, you know, kids wouldn't hit you. Um, I w had a straggler with me that was going on the tobogganing and I cut through, but I dodged a kid <laughs> and that kid did not dodge. Oh, no. He was, he, was, he, was, he was behind me and I literally turned around and watched him get like somersault in the air and <laughs> smack his face on the ground and uh, i was like oh because he was following me right, right? and I, I i i felt bad because i realized that i was kind of like not his keeper but you know he was he was he, he, you had his, that, he thought that he, was, had, he had his back yeah I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I made it because I was the one who, who convinced him, let's go tobogganing. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he was he was all banged up, and I thought I was going to get in so much trouble. Yeah. It was an accident, but I just of felt course. bad because I convinced him. Yeah. And uh, my teacher recognized that. It's not your fault that it happened. Right. Right? You just have but to be But you're like, I've ruined, this, I've ruined this man's career. He's done. <laughs> exactly. He's never going to toboggan again. I, I still... <laughs> I haven't, I haven't talked to him in obviously several He probably several, doesn't want to years. talk to you anymore after that, <laughs> for sure. I guess that would be it. That would be the story that I would consider as as, as an example of what you were asking for. How about yourself? For myself, um, I uh, <laughs> I stole from the church when I was young. 
<laughs> wow. I, I, I was I was really little, and uh, I think Sunday school had let out, um, I think, earlier that day. Usually my, my parents are pretty on top of picking me up on time, or my mom had to stay right. back in the office or something. She was working uh, at the the camp that this Sunday school was at. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I, so I'm sitting there in an empty Sunday school room, dude. And when right. I tell you, man... I could I could touch all the puppets that I wasn't allowed to touch. I could play with all the toys. Nobody was watching me. Nothing was happening. And there were just some little like farm animal toys or dinosaurs or something like that. And I just did the kid the little kid thing where I just put them in my pocket and I didn't even think about it. And I sort of knew what I was doing but didn't know what I was doing. And we were driving home from the from the camp and I still remember just breaking down and just like my parents were like what what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and then I just pull these like little animals out of my hand and of course they recognize them because they worked at the camp like so they knew that they weren't mine and we had to drive I think like an hour back and I had to like I'm I'm so I'm sorry and just apologize and <laughs> it was that was one of my lowest moments I think <laughs> <laughs> really wasn't that bad but yeah I guess I guess it's yeah uh, is that mine? Mine was far worse. I, I might have impaled someone. I he had yeah, a busted up lip. Died. I remember. I remember looking at him and he had a swollen ass lip. And I was like, "Damn, dude, that looks like it hurts." That could have been me, but yeah, it was you. I would love if he's on. Like, imagine he's on some sort of podcast right now, and he can barely talk. Like, he just has like a lisp or something because of it. <laughs> or he's telling the story about this of some, fucker. Some, yeah, <laughs> asshole, tall Never guy. Never been able to toboggan again. <laughs> Has some PSD. That's oh it. man! Um, but yeah, I uh, I think we should jump into the news. We have a lot to go through to cover, even though there was barely any news uh, this week. Well, we're um, a week. Behind. I wanted to. We're, we're a, a week. We're behind, a week behind. We got to yeah. catch up on our homework. So we're gonna yeah, we're gonna be talking about everything to do with uh, CinemaCon. So let's get into the news. It's all about the details. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of. Go over not everything from CinemaCon. I've sort of picked sure. a bunch of stuff. Um, Thank you. Yeah, from two articles <laughs> from uh, comicbookmovie.com and fandomwire.com are where these uh, a lot of this stuff comes from. But you know, I've kind of gone in and just sort of picked and chosen what what I think would uh, would would tickle our fancies here on the Geek Centric Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, so um, CinemaCon happened. It's a convention. They do uh, every year to uh, show off the latest and greatest things to critics. Um, it would be really cool for us to go there one day. Maybe one day we'll, we'll head down it's, to Las Vegas. It, yeah, it's it's more of a um, a convention though for for the National Association of Theater Owners, um, and and oh, this is this is where they get to see the cream of the crop for 2022, and you know decide if they mm-hmm. want to show it in their theaters. Uh, while you know on Twitter there was a lot of people that were critics and that were very much reacting to the footage that they were seeing and first looks and and sharing insight. Um, Yeah, this is really reserved for um, the the idea of protecting the theater experience and uh, theater owners seeing these movies to really understand what's coming and, uh, you know, how many of the screens in the theaters that they own Mm -hmm. will this movie show on uh so you know it's 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 a lot of that so these movies are here to really you know sell themselves which is why we don't necessarily get to see all that footage it is very much uh saved for for them but i totally agree it would be great interesting if, if one day yeah we could, we could venture out yeah. there and go uh well i know for a lot of 
big movies coming to the theater experience, Disney is uh, at the top of our mm. list for a lot of this stuff. Um, now, they apparently didn't show too much. Um, of course, they did do 20 minutes of early footage for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which you yeah, and Kevin actually got to yeah. go out and see. Um, but then uh, apparently they they didn't show anything from Thor Love and Thunder, which is interesting given how close that movie is. Um, just like a, I think there were some stills in a highlight reel. Um, but they did show a brief glimpse of footage for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, including a, apparently a great shot of Nakia, Shuri, and Okoye on the front line of what looked like a major battle approaching. Um, so, Justin, I wanted to kind of uh, pick your brain here. That's got to be Namor's army, maybe, that they're, they're going up against. Um, and, you know, does this, does this uh, description, does this make you think, like, we've only gotten uh, literally a moment uh, at, from the CinemaCon, do you think this movie comes out this year? I still think it's going to be on track to come out this year. Uh, yeah. It, it has to be in its post-production already. It's just a matter of how far along it mm -hmm. is and if there's any reshoots that need to be done. Um, oh, in regards to the, the pending battle, I don't know. It, it seemed to be pretty vague as to what it was referencing in terms of a battle, but I, I don't know. I think the bigger question mark for me is when are they going to reveal is Namor in this movie? Is right. he, At this point, it's just speculation and I guess the highest level of, of rumors that borderlines almost confirmation, but there isn't any confirmation from, from actual, like from, from Marvel or Kevin Feige or anyone that's worked on the project. So there's still uh, a high level of secrecy. So yeah, it, it ha it's kind of the same thing with Thor Love and Thunder, where it's like we haven't seen much. At least we got a teaser for that. But I totally get why you might be suspicious if, if these movies will actually hit theaters this year. So, it, it, you know, Black Panther still has some time. I think, you know, when Thor Love and Thunder comes out, if we can see some some of this footage then, that would be really great. Maybe we'll get a little bit more confirmation. I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it, it's hard to say. What's great about CinemaCon is that, you know, there's stuff that's shown, but at the same time, it might not be completed stuff. Right, right. Like it, it might still be. Uh, with it a could level be. Of... It could totally be a scene that doesn't even exist in the movie. But I just think the sure. fact that it's got Shuri, Okoye, and Nakia, um, kind of all in that same shot, where obviously it would have, if we saw a specific suit on any of them that represented the Black Panther specifically, that would have popped off. That would have been all over the internet. So I'm also wondering if, if the other aspect to this movie. And again, we're going based off of a moment here. So it's speculation city, but that's what we do. Oh, it's just conversation, um, really. It's conversation. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, I'm 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 thinking it would be really interesting to see if this movie even gives us a Black Panther. To see if if this is a movie that that maybe leads to that, um, but doesn't actually at any point in time confirm who amongst that group that mm. group uh is the Black Panther or if we yes. if we if we ever get another Black Panther. Yeah, I, I I think it was recently Lapita Nyong'o mm -hmm. uh, was what went on the record saying that this is very much a movie about Chadwick or, or T'Challa, um, and and that it's he's very centered to the story. Um, so I I'm with you. I think that this movie could be less about giving someone that title mm -hmm. and more about celebrating T'Challa and and the Black Panther that was. Interesting. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the Marvels, uh, apparently they swapped dates. Um, yeah. So that was interesting, interesting to see. Um, yeah. And uh, Disney also screened the first 30 minutes of Lightyear. Yeah. 
um, which, according to the description of people who saw it, was surprisingly more emotional than the trailers have suggested uh, and a considerably darker Pixar offering than the Toy Story films, which, Justin... Mm -hmm. I, you know me. I'm so excited to cry. I'm very excited about that. I feel like Pixar has a really great chance to to still keep kids interested with socks. And you got to know Disney's going to merch the shit out of that. Um, but I, I feel like this is a big opportunity to cater, cater to adults as well who have grown up watching Toy Story. And I think that's totally totally fine. And I'm really looking forward to this. It's It's going to the opposite end of the spectrum of Toy Story. And it has to. Because this is the film that defined Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story universe. You know, that's what defines that toy, right? And in and, and Andy's world is this movie. So it mm-hmm. has to have its own merit and stand on its own and have callbacks that, you know, you've pointed out in the trailers and that many people online have pointed out that that observe how it gives these these loving callbacks to the Toy Story movie in its own way without directly associating itself with Toy Story. So I think that that's that's how they're going to celebrate Toy Story in these small nuanced moments. But this whole story is going to feel so outside of of what we know of Toy Story. And it's going to be so much fun. I'm I'm this like one of my one of the movies that I'm most excited for now since especially Across the Spider-Verse got canceled. Lightyear has now moved to the top of my favorite animated movie uh, that's coming out this year. So I'm excited to see it. I don't I'm surprised that they showed them 30 minutes, though. Well, I think I mean? th- 30 minutes sounds like that's the mark where it's about to pop off. So I could see them sort sure, of the first stopping act. it. It's yeah, first stopping act. it right at the moment where something big is revealed. And that's going to be a big enough tease to to get these people, you know, get butts in seats. Then this movie and... would have to be what? I guess two hours? I think so. Yeah. Us. Why not? Yeah. Which yeah, is sure. fine, I guess. Like, yeah, it'll be it, like an hour it, 55 or something. Yeah. yeah. It, which is which I think works. Two things. Number one. We got to get a Woody movie after this. There's got to be an old Western. I think was was it you or Kevin that was saying a Woody movie after this would be. I, epic. I said I said that, but then I, I also <laughs> thought about it too because I think the the idea around Woody was that he was a puppet, like his show. That's wasn't true. Wasn't his show based on? I so guess. He's already, yeah. He's kind of already an iteration of it. Um, so I don't know if it necessarily would work. It's almost as if though. You'd have to do something where it is like a spin-off, you know, right. I mean, where it's like maybe it's the character it's, that the Woody doll and show was based off of. Right? Exactly. Like maybe that's exactly. where that comes from. But I also yeah. I have a theory. Okay, here are my theory out. The v- sure. last final shots of uh Lightyear are gonna be the end the very last moment that we see he's done something incredible or whatever, or he's being celebrated, or he's made it just back in time. And then it and then the camera sort of goes through a screen and starts backing out and we just see a, a an older version the back of Andy's head and Andy's like son or daughter just like like head on shoulder sort of thing like like watching this oh, movie like she's together watching this right oh, and really really this whole thing was a ploy for 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 Toy Story 5 oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying man I think that would be a really beautiful ending he's like he's sharing with her or with him, yeah. whoever he's got, his little kid, um, yeah. and you know, with his family, sharing that movie that got him so hyped when he was younger. But do, uh, you, th- do you think we'll find out? We'll we'll get the reveal of Zerg being uh, 
Lightyear's father <laughs> in, this in this movie. movie? I, I yeah, think that I was I think that was very <laughs> much an in jo- that was a joke for Toy Story. I don't actually okay. think they're going to go okay. that route. <laughs> that would be really crazy if they did. Um, but continuing on here, uh, 20th Century. Uh, I keep reading that as 20th Century Fox. It's not uh, 20th Century. And David O. Russell have announced his next all star film titled Amsterdam. Uh, the movie's cast includes Christian Bale, John David Washington, Mario Robbie, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Chris Rock, Mike Myers, Anna Taylor Joy, Timothy Oliphant, and Taylor Swift, among others. Uh, so star studded. Uh, the movie received its first image and trailer at the event and is set in a similar background as American Hustle. Uh, also, the release date for it, for it now is November 4th. Um, apparently, it's like a murder mystery set in the 1930s. Did you see any of this? I saw the still, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, you know, David O. Russell is one of those prolific filmmakers where it's like everyone's always clamoring for what what's the next project that he's going to do. And David O. Russell has done has done some great movies, um, but it's it's no surprise that uh, he's he's doing a, a film with a, a star studded cast, as you as you pointed out, based mm-hmm. on that that list, and. Um, you know, something that feels very familiar to a time period. I think that's where his work really thrives. He gets, he really leans into like the period piece um, aesthetic of, of telling his stories and murder mystery is interesting too, just mm-hmm. given the fact that again, even another prolific director is, is Ryan Johnson and the fact that he's doing knives out too, which is also supposed, supposed to be coming out this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's a, a murder mystery face off, <laughs> at, uh, at the Oscars next year. Next yeah, because <laughs> this does seem, with a cast like that, this 100%. does seem like an Oscar bait movie for sure. Uh, they also showed off the trailer for Avatar The Way of Water, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Warner Bros. Uh, apparently didn't waste any time getting right to the point, brought out director Matt Reeves to announce a sequel to their biggest film of the past three years, The Batman, with Robert Pattinson set to return along with Zoe Kravitz, who will be reprising her role in the sequel movie. So we're getting Catwoman back. Uh, Reeves didn't stay for long, but did say hello, and uh, he confirmed he's already hard at work on the script. Now, Justin, I seem to remember uh, Matt Reeves saying in an interview that he designed The Batman to be a standalone movie, but clearly that, that was never... It, that was never the case right no, like I, I i know i think that was the case i just think yeah. that the idea is that he knew that this movie the first movie had to set up and do certain things without the built-in need to establish that there's going to be a sequel it needed to stand on its own right. so if even if he doesn't do the sequel it's its own movie and i think whether they decide to do a sequel to the batman or not which they clearly are going to do it would stand on its own. I think he achieved that a hundred percent. That mm. being said, it doesn't mean as a director and as a filmmaker, if you know, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna hit. You know, people are gonna love this movie. That you don't have ideas. The fact that he, you know, said, "I'd love to do uh, a, a Mr. Freeze." He has a way to make that uh, plausible. I, I think that that shows the the ingenuity in him already thinking about what he might want to do as another standalone movie because it's so built into these superhero movies that you need to establish more and build more of the universe if you will and Mm -hmm. i think he gave us those nuances of it to help establish other projects that we're going to see like the hbo max series that's going to explore arkham and gotham this movie helps to at least seed plant for that world without having mm-hmm. to necessarily hint at it. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's fair to say that, you know, he's gonna have ideas, but he's he hasn't pre built them in to his existing movie. So I think it's it's a fair assessment. As a cinematic universe, um, at least 
it feels like he's going the direction of maintaining his own cinematic universe. Yes. Right? His yeah, own absolutely. the Batman cinematic universe as yeah, opposed to Nolan-esque. the DCEU. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, we'll yeah. see if he gets past uh, a second movie into a third and, and into these all these other series and what have you. I'm, I'm very interested. Um, speaking of, of uh, you know, a, a, a part two, Dune part two is in pre-production. We'll start filming later this year. Uh, Denis Villeneuve confirms this one will be screened exclusively in theaters uh, and we'll also get an IMAX release. Um, so, I mean, stoked for more Dune. I heard a rumor recently that Florence Pugh was going to be in yes. it. And I'm super stoked too. about that. that I think that was awesome. actually confirmed. Was she's it? She's playing, yeah, she's playing a queen level royalty and um, it totally works. She's a queen um, in my I eyes. Hope, <laughs> I know, she's, she's a queen in a lot of people's eyes. Um, I, I hope that this movie though, Dune 2, I'm hoping really leans into the IMAX. Like less, yeah. like kind of go the Nolan route where it's like you try to shoot almost a majority of it in IMAX. Like I'm just waiting for a movie that's entirely IMAX. I get the idea; it's expensive. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of prep. It's a lot of production. But like, it's crazy when you're watching some of these movies in that screen, and you get you go from this complete immersive experience into like suddenly these cropped borders. It does feel very jarring when the screen is so pronounced. It really does stand out. And I remember from from Dune, like I love the IMAX shots. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was weird that it would be interspliced with these alternative cropped shots. Suddenly, just take you out of the immersion and snap you into a border, and then snap you back out. You know, all this to say the fact that Dune did so well. Give the guy as much money as you can to make Dune two because it'll hit, and make it just just film it all in IMAX. Just do the whole just thing. Do the whole thing in IMAX. I just... want to see. I want to see people riding sandworms. You know, I want to see that final. That final sequence that we see in part one, that that battle looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really stoked for it. Uh, there was no mention of the future of the Fantastic Beasts franchise, uh, and according to the article, things got awkward when only one attendee cheered at the mention of Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> Which that's upsetting. <laughs> Imagine just being in that room, just that one guy, just yeah. <laughs> okay. um, Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie shared a stunning first look at Margot Robbie in character. Justin, you see the shot of her as Barbie? <laughs> yeah, it looks like, looks Margot, like Margot Robbie, Robbie in, a, in a in a in a retro uh, Barbie convertible car. Um, I'm 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 so intrigued with this movie because of the insane cast that is attached to to star in it and i think yeah. it's opening the same day as christopher nolan's oppenheimer oh really wow and oppenheimer That's... has has a huge cast like has a yeah. massive cast yeah. and there will only be those who decide to go see barbie on opening day and those who decide to go see christopher nolan's oppenheimer i'll be and in line I'm for pretty... barbie dude I'll yeah, I like, I like. Yeah, <laughs> I like Greta Gerwig. I like Greta Gerwig. Yeah. I I want to see. I want to see Nolan's film, obviously, but I feel like, yeah, that I I might I might try to see them both on the same day just to say I I did it. What a double feature! Um, now the Flash received an extended sizzle reel and was probably the highlight of the WB presentation, uh, according to the the writer of this article. Um, it had unfinished VFX, but we got a peek at Barry Allen going back in time, an alternate Barry with longer hair, a look at Bruce's seven bat suits, a wild action chase sequence with Barry and Batman on a bat cycle, which sounds freaking cool. Uh, first looks at Zod, Supergirl, and finally Matt Keaton as Batman again. Uh, and he closes by saying his classic line, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. 
The Flash should be the crown jewel of WB's DC lineup, uh, but due to Miller's personal issues, it felt like they were trying to apparently get through the segment as quickly as possible before moving on to the next film. Uh, It was the only DC film they didn't seem to make an extra effort for, nor did it present its footage with the other DC titles. So kind of interesting uh, that they're... Like, it seems like WB, and at least in this presentation, is trying to distance itself from this movie. Like, does that does that mean like the Flash is like this is it? This is after this movie, that's it. Yeah, what I do you- don't know. I, it's it's a, it's a it's a pretty awkward situation. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that this could, you know, this could potentially be it for for yeah. for Ezra Miller as Flash and whatever they do after they can help kind of explain through some sort of multiversal multiversal yeah but it's just a matter of like i think a lot of these production companies are seeing like oh multiverses perfect there's our solution for anything and everything well for sure i think it just works for the flash because they're going to establish that in this flash movie do you know i mean like if anything it's it's the perfect character for that to happen to but hopefully this movie's good based on the footage it sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting i'm excited to see what it's all about yeah i'm dude again like i i i really enjoy uh again ezra miller as the flash i think is fantastic mm-hmm. was was great in justice league um and yeah I, i'm i'm intrigued to see where what they end up doing um apparently the rock and this is in quotes of the article rope doped that's the word that this writer used, rope-a-doped us, um, <laughs> by apparently appearing in what appeared to be a video uh, message from Hawaii. And then he said, fuck that. And apparently it was revealed to be a live feed. And then he showed up on stage to massive applause and uh, presented the first trailer for Black Adam and an extended look at DC League of Super Pets, uh, which obviously DC League of Super Pets looks awesome, but Black Adam apparently was super impressive. Um Noah Centennial, uh, Quintessa Swindell joined him on stage to present the first look, which opens in a, like a snowy mountain. Apparently, they saw how Black Adam is found in present day, uh, and it spends some time on his origin story as a slave before cutting back and forth between past and present action set pieces. Um, Sarah Sahi is his first encounter. Uh, we meet the JS the JSA, including Hawkman. Adam Smasher and Cyclone. Um, how, how nuts would that be, though? Right? Like you're watching this like sure. pre-recorded yeah, message like... of The Rock, mm-hmm. and then he just starts addressing you directly, and then well, walks the man... out on stage. The man is all about flair, and of course, yeah. he's just gonna sh- he's gonna do like a, a rope a dope sort of style <laughs> entry and just show up. Um, so cool. But I just want to see this goddamn footage. Yeah. Like the thing about all of all of the stuff that was shown there, like a hundred percent, I understand what. Like, I understand why they're showing all this footage there. Again, it's to get these theaters to invest and be like, yeah, I'm going to get most of my theaters to show this this movie. But it's like, when do we get to see it? When do we, the people, the people that, that you know, are going to be the ones whose asses are going to be in those theaters, when are we going to see it? Because honestly, it's it's we haven't seen anything for Black Adam. They have pushed it. I know it's coming towards the end of the year now. Yeah. Um, I, I think Super Pets and and Black Adam switched, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or mm-hmm. or something like that. So I just want to see something because it sounds like he really loves this character and he's been so committed to tell this story and, and make this movie. I just, let's see it. I'm, I'm just want to, I want to get into it. And honestly, if there's anyone that's going to make like that part of the DCEU exciting for me and interesting yeah. <laughs> it's it's the rock so i'm super rock. stoked yeah, exactly um yeah. to to see that uh continuing on here paramount um 
they kept their presentation short and sweet because, uh, and I'm super jealous, they premiered a screening of Top Gun Maverick, uh, which mm. everyone got to see um, and apparently popped off. And it was, it's a really, apparently it's a really good movie. Um, but they did do a sizzle reel, which featured footage from Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, uh, oh, which wow. is kind of cool that they're doing a Dungeons and Dragons movie. But Justin, yeah. I am most amped about the fact that apparently they showed I don't know whether I think it was like just stills of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Justin yeah. Beast Wars live action movie. I'm so stoked for this. Did you ever watch yes. Beast Wars growing up? Oh yeah. Terrible CGI. <laughs> it was okay. It was it was it was more reboot level, right? Like it yeah. was definitely the same I think it was the same studio that did reboot Probably. Uh, here on YTV in Canada. So, you know, they I think they did Beast Wars as well. And um yeah, there was there's two names too. I think in the US it was Beast Wars and then here it was like Beasties or something like that. It was like Oh they yeah. Had two different names it might for have it. been like the yeah. French version was Beasties or something. Yeah. yeah. Beasties. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally grew up with Beast Wars. I was tuned in every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, the end of the first season, the introduction of Unicron and Dude. just understanding where what Earth was and even just getting through that entire series and inevitably them getting back to Cybertron and then what that looked like. Did you ever watch that show after oh, when dude. I got back Absolutely. to Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was so, Beast Wars was what got me into Transformers. Transformers. I actually didn't know anything about Transformers. My first Optimus Prime was Optimus Primal. And so like Cheetor, Rat Trap, like Rhinox. I remember having all the action figures, the Rat I still Trap have my Rhinox. Action. Dude they're so good. The rat trap action yeah. figure was a spring loaded. Yeah. You pull yeah, his tail and then he just pops into yeah. his robot yeah. form. And just My- them going up against the Dinobots every single week oh, was just yeah. amazing, dude. My my friend had uh, Megatron, so the big purple dinosaur, oh, which dude. was awesome. With the spinning, uh, you, with the spinning tail, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the spinning tail, and then he also had um, Dinobot. What a, and what a what a generic ass name for it. <laughs> Raptor would have been probably a better name, but anyways, right. yeah, Dinobot. I they were all, uh, see, I thought they were all Dinobots, but I guess they're Predacons. Yeah. I got to go back and rewatch some of this stuff. Maybe, maybe, well, well maybe I'll just wait for yeah. the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think you could wait for the movie. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what they're going to do with this story, especially translating it into live action. Just because I remember the standout thing about uh, the the animated series is that there was no humans uh, on Earth. Like, Earth was desolate and there was just Mm -hmm. no one there. Uh, That's kind of what I want for this movie, though. And I know that's not going to be what we get. Like, I know they have to have faces and actors and stuff like that to sell the movie. But I kind of like, I don't know, man. I would love if it was just just all robots dude i would watch the crap aren't they supposed to be doing a series though i think that they're also like paramount plus is doing a series that's supposed oh to really sort of tie in like on cybertron like, kind of idea yeah me or or on earth maybe with the beast wars interesting don't quote me on that anyone <laughs> but uh, the internet would tell you if i'm right or wrong um if transformers is done better than what michael bay did because i don't know bumblebee the movie Bumblebee with uh, Haley Steinfeld is the perfect Transformers. I movie. still haven't I, seen it. You, I gotta watch it, dude. Yeah, better than Transformers One. It's better than Transformers One. Yeah. Whoa! I, I still love Transformers One. Yeah, I still love Transformers One. Okay, but it's 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 better than that. It has it has it has a lot more heart uh, than than you would have expected. I was I was I'm pleasantly stoked. surprised. So it just shows that if Michael Bay's not in, involved, it. It might be a good movie, so. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if he is attached, but um, we also got logos for A Quiet Place Day One uh, is the name of the prequel movie that's going to yeah, be Yeah, we were talking out. about this, I think. 
Well, yeah, um, offline. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. intrigued to see if it's like because I feel like we already saw day one a little bit, and and now yeah. we're seeing it again. But yeah. um, they also mm-hmm. did a logo, which I wish was put out online, but we didn't see it. Um, Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot, dude. Um, do you know anything mm-hmm. about this? I haven't I haven't seen anything about this yet. I saw some I saw some artwork that was posted um, online. Uh, of what it was going to look like. Um, and it's just, it's more concept artwork. It is animated from Nickelodeon. So oh, the yeah, concept but... art is, is, is really cool. And it does kind of hearken to uh, previous iterations of the characters. Uh, I think mm-hmm. more, more recently, you know, seeing Seth Rogen take on this project is kind of like seeing Andy Samberg in them with the Lonely Island crew, like taking on Chip and Dale. Like, I feel like that's kind of the same thing as, as Seth Rogen taking on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's it's going to have that uh, that relatability for kids and, you know, younger audiences, but I think it's going to speak also to the, the generation of people that grew up with that and Sick. it'll be enjoyable for them as well. So I, I'm I'm very excited for it because I think it I think that's the the craft of when mm-hmm. you take on a property or an IP like this is being able to have your toe in both sides so that you right. can really bring the audience in and not necessarily misbalancing it so that it's speaking to one audience and not the other. Yeah. You have to embrace both. And I feel like, again, we haven't seen Chippendale Rescue Rangers yet, but even just from the first trailers and stuff like that that we have seen, it does feel like it's going to very much do that. The Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles project will will do that as well. I'm I'm more interested in whatever live action Ninja Turtles they'll they'll they plan to do down the road. I, I am happy that Seth Rogen is doing something in the in the with the IP, but yeah. I'm more interested in if they do a live action because there's been some talks that they might do something, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'm uh I'm very intrigued. I think yeah, I think Seth Rogen is is the right choice, uh, especially on the animated side. It's going to be so much fun. Uh Tom Cruise sadly could not attend um, but did send an insane introduction with him sitting atop a biplane in the process of filming the latest installment in the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh, he introduced the official trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and then continued filming. Uh, that's a sick name, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Uh, mm-hmm. And the fact that they're splitting up into Part 1, Part 2. I mean, it, it does feel like it's taking way too long to get the the entirety of the story at this point but for sure but they've had so much setbacks with the pandemic and yeah they've been pretty i think it's been splattered all across the, the media news that they've had a lot of problems with it and you know just them getting up and, and apparently as simon Pegg had called out like that 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 movie built the uh manual for how to manage a production during the pandemic because they were amidst it and that's the one thing about Tom Cruise. He is so committed, not just to this craft of acting, but also just to the practice of movie making, wanting to just make sure that it's the best in theater cinematic experience. This this is so fitting that he would be shooting a scene while also introducing this just to kind of build up that hype because he knows that the people that are there are going to be investing in his movie and showcasing it in their theater. So it has to hit. So he's a fantastic salesman. Do you know what I mean? Like when I it mean, comes dude, to his He's movies. literally introducing the trailer while still working on the movie. Like exactly. that's why he couldn't yeah, even like, attend. Yeah, we're just doing pick up shots of me jumping out. <laughs> yeah. He's like flying <laughs> off the plane as he's doing the yeah. video. Um yeah, you gotta love him. I'm I'm super stoked. And I just think, yeah, Dead Reckoning sounds really incredible. Dead Reckoning. Oh yeah, Dead Reckoning is it, it it almost borderlines the James Bond titles. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how you know 
it's being part one. They are obviously very committed to this story and, and need to tell it in two parts. So I'm stoked. Um, and lastly, Sony showed off footage from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and renamed part two to Beyond the Spider-Verse. Uh, they confirmed, unfortunately, they confirmed Venom 3. Uh, <laughs> and then um, the most ex- unexpected thing to come out of CinemaCon, uh, Sony announced El Muerto is set to hit theaters on January 12th, 2024, starring Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio, better known by his stage name as Bad Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Justin, what's wrong with Sony? Like why? Why Bad Bunny is going to be El Muerto? Who's El Muerto? And why? 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 What are we? What are they doing? I don't understand. Well, maybe they're. I. I don't. I don't really get it either. I think what they are trying to do is really do a deep dive into the IP that is Spider-Man that they own, and really pull out things that are a they haven't been explored in terms of the comic book genre, if you will. Right. I think that's what Morbius was very much was was sort of an experiment of taking a character that does have a very niche fan basis and trying to draw that out by putting an actor as Jared Leto as the role of Morbius. I, I think the the disconnect here is digging into your IP, but not having any sort of sense of where you're going with it. It's really about that cohesiveness. And I think if you're if you're either one or the other, you're either very obvious in what you're trying to do and what you're trying to build like the MCU or maybe you're just a little bit more singular, like what they're trying to do now in DC with these sort of more character-focused stories rather than trying to create an, a big intertwine. I think they're going to lean more in that. I just feel like Sony is trying a lot more because I haven't seen Morbius, but the one thing that a lot of people said is that the end credit stingers that usually hint at what's going to happen next or where they're going or this, this bigger world, if you will, it just feels confusing. It feels yeah. very confusing as to what they're trying to establish, and that might that might be a problem uh, as Sony moves further into trying to, I don't know, build out the Spider-Man universe as its own Sony IP. I'm hoping Bad Bunny surprises the crap out of everyone and just becomes like. I hope so. I, I think it would be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's my thing. Like it, 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 we don't know enough about the project other than it's very obscure. Yeah. Uh, character and what scene. It seems like stunt casting at this point. It does. Yeah, you know? it seems like stunt casting. It's a stunt so, casted people role for sure. So yeah. I guess I guess we just have to wait and see with that one too. Yeah. Uh, well, that is our recap of CinemaCon 2020 and all the things that I was able to pick out uh, and, and thought might be interesting. Uh, but Justin, um, listen, I've I've got a banjo. I don't quite know how to play it. Um, so instead, I'll just FaceTime uh, Kevin real quick. Kevin, can you can you uh, play the banjo for us? It's trailer time. All right, our first trailer. We've actually been wanting to talk about uh, for quite some time now, and uh, mm. it's it's actually funny. Today, uh, it launched online. We managed to get a chance to see it um, a million times before um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We uh, the schedule kind of changed up, and Justin, you were like, "We got to get there a little earlier," and uh, and I didn't quite know what to expect, but. Um, we got to see the trailer for Avatar The Way of Water in 3D, uh, just as our Lord and Savior James Cameron uh, <laughs> deemed intended. it. Uh, yeah, intended. <laughs> uh, this is uh, directed by James Cameron. Uh, it is set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar The Way of Water, begins to tell the story of the Suli family. 
the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. Uh, this is starring Zoe Saldana, uh, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Eddie Falco, or Edie Falco, uh, Jermaine Clement, which I'm stoked about, Brendan Cowell, Jack Champion, Trinity Bliss, Bailey Bass, and Philippe Galijo. Uh, this is coming exclusively to theaters this December, December 16th, 2022. Justin, what did you think of the Avatar, the Way of Water trailer? It is so blue, man. A lot of blue! And I, I, and I, I know that, that that's like the running joke, but like it is incredibly blue. Like everything just feels like it's just painted with blue. It's clear that the film is going to continue the themes of, of the first movie by rooting the conflict in a, a struggle that is very much right and wrong which will mirror like the sort of past historical events that we've we've witnessed in our own real life i definitely think it's going to draw on on some 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 truths there if you will you know it's going to have that moral lesson that you know what it means to to have your family and and be a part of a tribe and and the lengths of what you're going to go through i'm just wondering what this conflict's going to look like you know uh, it seems like it's being instigated by both humans and the Navi. Is that mm-hmm. is that the what yep. pr- proper pronunciation? Yeah. And I think yeah. actually, Nate, you were saying that the night that we were uh, we we saw the trailer, it, it it could be very much that a conflict where the humans are working with n- the Navi, which could be Sam Worthington's character or Zoe mm-hmm. Zildania's character, mm-hmm. and they're working with a, a tribe on another planet, this water-based planet, but they're resistant to that help or they don't want to take part because they don't trust the humans and you know maybe there is uh, another political layer to this where humans are trying to exploit and and benefit from this what looks like on the surface a co-collaboration between humans and the navi but it's actually impacting on other relationships and it's really being used as a decoy for for something else but i don't know the trailer was nuts in 3d like you got to see this movie in 3d and you know matt Rohrbeck from the untitled movie podcast like i just keep referencing his tweet it's just like james cameron is gonna make 3d a <laughs> thing again. again and yeah. it's, it's absolutely true and it's it's so fucking annoying but based on what <laughs> what we saw in theaters it's gonna be worth it and it's gonna be good um so it's definitely something to see in that format i i just hope that movies don't try to catch on to this and be like oh let's let's start doing everything in 3d no just right. just let 3d be james cameron's thing <laughs> yeah. i'm okay with that i i don't think that there's enough reasoning there to suddenly start doing everything in 3d because it's it's annoying if it's animated i i can appreciate it and enjoy a 3d movie um and again, this is very much that. It's, it's it is very much an animated, animated movie. The CG looks yeah. like it's. I mean, obviously, it's been over a decade that we've been waiting for this. It looks so much improved when we see Natiri, uh, you know, come on screen and you just see her eyes. Uh, it's yeah. stunning. The the particle effects that float out into the audience are the really motion, cool yeah. with the 3D. And and I, I don't think the th- like it'll be interesting to see if the 3D has necessarily um, really improved. It kind of just brought me back. But that first experience in the theater watching avatar was so incredible and um, it was immersive it was incredible absolutely. that was and the, the music it was captivating the music in yeah. this was was fantastic i i kind of like we got to see the trailer it played over and over again within a 30 minute chunk and so like for one of the times i was w- watching the trailer i just closed my eyes and listened to it and uh i'm it brought me back to the world of pandora at disney um it's it's absolutely stunning that i think um i think it is going to be very much like you described justin like it it will be I, I i feel like the first movie didn't have enough on the bad character side 
for us to feel that sort of conflict as much. So I'd be really intrigued to see if they do have, you know, Navi on both sides of this conflict where we get to actually sort of feel like, oh, no, I don't, you know, again, like a more dynamic, like, Con, uh, fight where you don't want either side to necessarily win over the other win or lose. Um, mm-hmm. and I also think it's going to be a big focus on family but also like found family um, you know I think that they like adoption uh, yeah they've got like they have a kid right and one of them I think they have two kids like one of them looks like a Navi kid and then another one looks like a human boy so like I don't know I don't quite know how all of that <laughs> works and I'm sure they'll have to explain it in some way um, but yeah man this movie I think is gonna I think it'll actually be good I actually really think it's it might be too I big so. to be less than an eight like I think it's gonna I think Disney's gonna pull out all the stops to uh, to ensure that this really does the trick as to whether or not like I was on the website earlier today and it's like Avatar 3, 4, 5 and it's just like okay well pump the brakes a little bit um but uh yeah man this this trailer was pretty great and uh, i encourage if you have the opportunity uh to go see it in 3d in in the theaters um absolutely do and here's the thing though right now there's not that many movies that are showing in 3d other than dr strange dr strange is being shown in 3d because of this trailer (laughs) yeah yeah because of this trailer strictly because of this trailer however i went to avx screening here in canada Mm -hmm. toronto and it was not 3D, and I got the trailer. So for us, and and for those who might go see the movie in 3D, you're going to be experiencing this trailer the way the mo- you're going to experience the movie. Yeah. But just know when the movie comes around, if you don't see this trailer in 3D, it it's it's going to be immersive again. Like it, it, the way the depth in the layering in the 3D, even the blocking, the way they use the blocking yeah. with the characters, where foregrounds, you kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. foreground, background, really well and, and and mid-ground elements, like everything. There's just such a great sense of cinematic depth that you can feel through it that feels so natural and real and just how things come into focus. So, yeah, I, I love her. I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of, of the first Avatar, but I'm definitely interested in seeing what this this is all about. I'm stoked, man. I had books. I had like extra books because I wasn't, I was a little younger when the first Avatar came out and I had like literal like lore books on all the different flora and fauna. And I, 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 dude. Absolutely, I'm 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 back in. I'm so Flora, stoked. Fauna. Yeah, dude. Oh naughty, yeah. Naughty. Uh, well, speaking of naughty, uh, let's talk <laughs> about the trailer for "Don't Worry, Darling." Uh, this is directed by Olivia Wilde, uh, a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community, begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. Uh, this is starring Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan, Nick Kroll, Douglas Smith, Dita Von Teese, and Kiki Lane. Uh, this is going to be coming exclusively in theaters on September 23rd. Dude, this, I honestly, this trailer started off and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be into this. What is this? Is like going to be like a Desperate Housewives situation? What's going on? And then it slowly creeps into something that really worked for me. Um, I am, I'm really looking forward to this. This looks really good. Yeah, I was getting some serious Get Out vibes. Um, like yeah, there's a, there's a hidden truth that everyone is either ignoring or hiding, or uh, just just trying not to necessarily speak of. Even for yourself, probably you you remember this from when you were younger, though. Too is the Truman Show. I was going to say uh, the you know, Truman this, Show. Yes, 100%. Yeah, this idea, the idea, the idea of something bigger is is a foot if you will and you know outside of this bubble or and outside of this sort of '60s life nostalgia, there's there's something that's 
that's that's not being necessarily revealed so i like how this trailer plays with sort of the conventions and then gears and as you described into the weird and and really establishing that those those sort of uh terror vibes if you will or paranoia vibes and i feel like the movie's Um, gonna be paced that way as well a hundred percent it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a, a sort of a slow burn um also i think just the idea of dressing the story in the aesthetic of 1960 styles feels Dude. purposeful as, as, as almost like a call to the sort of na- naive nature of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like the, the idea of just kind of staying in your bubble, if you will. And, yeah. and just the idea that the, there's a bubble at, at play and um, yeah, it looks really good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Olivia Wilde. I think she's, she's a talented actress and, and she's proving herself to be very talented as a filmmaker uh, I believe this was the movie that she was on stage representing uh, at CinemaCon when she right. was served, served her divorce paperwork. papers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which which was uh, bad timing. Uh, yeah, it's the most un. But she handled it. She handled it. Ted Lasso thing to she do. She handled but, it like uh, a professional, though, right? Yeah, like, she. Yeah, because yeah. it it is what it is. It is what it is, right? So, um, but that being said, this this movie does look really interesting, especially for 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 her. To be doing this right like i i think uh, not not to put any sort of tropes or or preconceived projections of the kind of movies that olivia wilde should be doing but you know i could see her doing more har- comedy based stuff but this looks weird with with that comedy again it it feels very get out uh more so than anything else so i'm, I'm excited to see it i mean nick kroll's in the movie so you gotta imagine there's gonna be some element of of comedy i think and she's um, funny man she's yeah. hilarious oh olivia wilde is also absolutely yeah. funny um visually stunning 1950s like the contrasting colors definitely Truman Show vibes I also got a lot of um severance vibes as well yeah um especially with uh Chris Pine Chris Pine's character Frank um which also Chris Pine as a villain I think is going to be so fun I think it's always great when you've got charming villains you know what I mean it almost makes them scarier when you're like I kind of like this guy why is he so nice and then you get that turn Um, I love a good mystery sandbox I think this is going to be one of those movies that you're going to want to watch more than one time um, because there's going to be a lot of probably hidden foreshadowing that you go back and you you rewatch like Lost I know I was trying not to mention (laughs) it but you got me Um, I think uh, you know Harry Styles being in there is super dope I love as I've already mentioned a million times Florence Pugh absolutely yeah. phenomenal um so i think it's going to be a lot of fun and and one thing about harry styles is kind of interesting i had filming uh, olivia wilde actually fired shia labeouf and replaced him uh with harry styles because apparently uh, labeouf was displaying some poor behavior during pre-production and there was a lot of clashing with the cast and crew and uh which honestly like uh, you know shout out to labeouf i'm sure he's, he would have been great in the movie but harry styles being in this i think is going to be dope. I'm excited to see him in a serious role again after Dunkirk. Um, and just to see what he can, what he can pull off and play off of uh, Florence Pugh, I think is going to be really, really dope. Yeah. Yeah. Florence Pugh looks like she's uh, really flexing some acting muscles. Yeah. Man. Um, she's really, she's really coming into her own, very similar to someone like a, a Scarlett Johansson where, you know, she can prove, you know, physical and tactile in, in a movie that is like, Black Widow, but then she can really dial in the emotional acting level that is required in something like, you know, Midsommar or Don't Worry Darling, you know, what I mean? right. just, just these different levels of acting uh, that, that she's bringing that just, I don't know, she's, she's so talented. I, I can't wait for, for when we see her win an Oscar. It'll be, it'll be awesome. Maybe for this movie. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll it see. could be, it could be for this movie. Yeah. 
Um, and our final trailer, because I know we're going a little long here, but I got to bring it up, dude. Uh, we're huge Game of Thrones fans here at Geekcentric. Um, the trailer for House of the Dragon. This is directed by uh, Miguel Sapochnik, who directed uh, fan-favorite episodes of Game of Thrones like Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards. Uh, he's oh, going to nice. be the showrunner for this, as well as Ryan Condell. Um, this is a prequel series that finds the Targaryen dynasty at the absolute apex of its power with more than 15 dragons under their yoke. Uh, most empires, real and imagined, crumbled under, crumble from such heights. Uh, in the case of the Targaryens, their slow fall begins almost 193 years before the events of Game of Thrones when King Viserys yes. Targaryen breaks with a century of tradition by naming his daughter Rhaenyra heir to the Iron Throne. But when Viserys later fathers a son, the court is shocked when Rhaenyra retains her status as his heir and seeds uh, seeds of division sow friction across the realm. It's kind of tough to who wrote that. Um, starring <laughs> Patty Considine, Olivia Cook, Emma D'Arcy, Matt Smith, Steve Toussaint, Eve Best, Bethany Antonia, Will Johnson, and Reese Evans, as well as a ton of other talented people that I just don't have time to list. Uh, this is going to be coming out uh, actually 10 days before my birthday, so happy birthday to me, uh, <laughs> on August 21st. Um, nice. Dude, what did you think of this uh, this prequel series trailer? Yo, this trailer slaps, man. Like, it, it makes good, me want to go back and rewatch the entire series again. And I feel like it's it's going to have a lot more of that Game of Thrones lore mm-hmm. that was always talked about in the original series, but we never obviously got to see Kevin's favorite, the prequels. Uh, <laughs> and, and it just it really highlights the idea of of legacy and status being tied to to the name of Targaryen yeah. and, and being tied to the names. Because even when we heard the names, we heard Baratheon, we heard Starks, you know, we heard Targaryens. It's It really is about how the names have defined a legacy that we would be so familiar with in the Game of Thrones totally. series, right? Yeah. So, so it, it's it's interesting that that there's such a, um, uh, a an attention to this idea, and I, I just love that. You know, the last line is, you know, a history the, the does not remember blood; it remembers <laughs> names. Remember. Totally. Exactly, and just and, and but the thing is that's so interesting is that in the Game of Thrones series, it actually ended up being about blood. It's interesting how some of the themes of what you've described in the synopsis are kind of re-emerging themselves in this story 193 years ago before we saw Daenerys and Jon Snow, uh, you know, as as the rightful heirs of the Targaryen, of the of the Iron Throne as as Targaryens. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see this. It, it looks it looks like it's going to be tons of fun. It's it'll it'll just be interesting to see if it can you know stick to landing. Right. Um, because this is the what the first spinoff. This is the first it spinoff is. after yeah, of, of after the series of two, and I think one got canned, and then this one made it through. But uh, I I do think yeah, like blood and names are going to be the two clashing themes throughout the entire show, and I think um, it kind of you know visually it looked a lot like uh, similar to how like the Star Wars prequel movies looked, kind of a little shinier. Than the original series, right? Obviously, it's, it takes place yeah. earlier, um, but I kind of like that because it it resembles the kind of um, 
sort of how like stories would get embellished throughout the ages, right? And so like if you watch this trailer, the the throne looks bigger, right? It looks yeah. it looks scarier and like things I think are going to look a little more magical and I think that's I think that's purposeful to again to give you that idea that like oh yeah, people people talk this stuff up uh throughout the ages. Um the budget still looks really high, but it's just I don't it, it's something about how the the visual of it, it'll be interesting to see if it if it's just in this trailer, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. There seemed to be a lot more shine to it. I think there was more armor that was depicted. It definitely doesn't look as dark and dreary, right? right as as the time, and and I, I get what you mean by less blue tones, more more orange tones, shine, yellow, yellow yeah, tones. more orange tones, yeah, yeah. more shiny as well. <laughs> like there's just there's just more of that. Um, to your point, the or to the, the the example that you were referencing, just the idea that this is something that has been talked about for the ages. It was it was a time when things were probably better than where we would have found our story yeah in maybe game of thrones it'll be interesting so I'm, I, it seems like they're like it'll be really interesting to see how much they cover in one season uh, or if they're going to do more than one season i like that it focuses on uh Rhaenyra targaryen i think matt smith is super exciting to have matt smith uh in a game of thrones show but um i think it's either going to have it's either going to have flashbacks or it's going to jump between times because in the trailer you do see both a younger version and an older version of both uh, Rhaenyra and then another character named Alicent Hightower. Uh, so I think it's going to, I think they are going to be doing some stuff with time because they've, even in the IMDb, it shows like younger versions of some of these characters. So I think mm. it'll be really intriguing. Obviously, there's going to be some family fighting, I think, between, you know, Matt Smith's character and then Emma D'Arcy's character. Um, which makes sense because Targaryens never get along as we've <laughs> we've witnessed in Game of mm-hmm. Thrones. Um, but I think, you know, I think what's going to be for sure is there's going to be a ton of names that I'm not going to be able to remember that you're going to screw up, Justin, as we talk about it in a future whatcha. Uh, and there's going to probably be some semblance of incest. I think you got it right. You have to. Well, I would I would imagine that maybe. <laughs> I would imagine if there's siblings, there's probably some fornicating. <laughs> I'm sure them because yeah. you got to keep that bloodline strong. So apparently, you know. yeah. But this apparently. looks uh, this looks this looks really dope, man. I'm I'm stoked for this. And I'm excited I'm, to I'm get excited back into to... the Game of Thrones. That's yeah, for sure. Man. Like uh, into that that sort of th- those stories. So um, yeah, I might I might rewatch them and and Woo! put myself through the seven seasons again. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, that is it for trailer time. Uh, and we're pretty much wrapped up here. I know we went a little bit longer than we usually do for for This Week in Geek. But, um, Justin, before we wrap it up, I, I got to ask, what you, what you been watching, what you been reading, what you been playing, what you been watching? Well, I recently uh, checked out a movie that was what well, was released in theaters and now has found its way to the digital renting platform, and that was Michael Bay's Ambulance, an action movie from earlier this year. Um, and you know, would you recommend just, just it? For a little, <laughs> well, just for a little context here, I, okay. I have a bit of a love hate relationship with this director. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of his movies don't necessarily hit for me. I think he's a bit mis- misbalanced. You know, there's a lot of uh, great action sequences and things look really, really great, but they're, it may lack story. You know, we referenced Transformers, the Transformers series. If Of all the movies that he has done, the first one is the best one and should just end there. That's it. In my opinion. And <laughs> yeah. that was it. Um, everything else after that loses perspective. Um, and I liked his earlier films like uh, The Rock and, uh, you know, Bad Boys. Even Bad Boys 2 was fun action stupidity for the sake of it. It, it didn't take itself too seriously. It leaned into the 
sort of the upgrades that Michael Bay has has learned from his filmmaking and how to kind of implement action and story. Um, Armageddon's okay as well, I guess, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he has always been a, a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to it, and and this movie was was very much that. You have outstanding performances from Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Adul, and I feel like. Apart from that, that's all this movie has going for it. Because it does look cool, don't get me wrong, but there is no amount of action or uh, drone, crazy-ass FPV drone shots or, right. you know, these just these quick, chaotic... Like, the movie just felt like you were you had drinking, like, 60 energy drinks and were just <laughs> jacked the entire time while yeah. you sat there just like, oh, just, <laughs> just going nuts. Yeah. And honestly, in the at the end of the day, it is... It's such a bloated, elongated, simple story mm-hmm. that lacks a real sense of continuity. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy to think about just how Michael Bay shoots. He's very sporadic. He's very crazy. He just like, yeah, let's get as many shots as we can. Okay, let's put a camera over there. And let's shoot again. Okay, let's do it again. Okay, I want you to go faster. Like this guy is very passionate about the way he makes these movies. And I think he just needs to reel himself in. You know, we just talked about Doctor Strange and how, you know, Sam Raimi has a lot of himself in there. You know, maybe reel a little bit of that back yeah. and there's a little bit more of a control that that allows for like a producer and an editor and, you know, other people that are helping to make this project to really uh, be the soundboard that can say, yeah, that's really good. Maybe we should actually maybe trim this part down, but this is really good. Like get the story, get get it where it is and, and not feel like they're stepping on toes because I feel like a lot of the times with the products that we get, it's because there's a level of control from the director and nobody really wants to step on toes. They're like, yeah. You do you. Just do yeah. it, man. Yeah. You do you, man. You you've done this for for X amount of years. You're you're everyone loves you. Everyone knows what you you know. You're gonna put asses in the seats. Just do you. But like, there could be a simple like, can we cut this scene down a little bit? Do we need this line? Why is this shot here? Can we you know can we reduce that? Uh, I I don't know. I I, I feel like the he, from simple revisions and simple cutbacks, these movies could be better. And in the end, this movie just, just lacked a cohesive story oh, no. and a cohesive vision. It sounds and like, I mean, it's, it's, I looked up the runtime. Runtime is two hours and 16 minutes, which like, yeah. I enjoy a roller coaster, but a two hour and 16 minute roller coaster is what this sounds like. And it, it yeah. sounds like it would just make you sick at the yeah, end. There's, there's, a, there's another movie that, that, that it sort of feels like it references, which is Heat. Uh, yeah. It's from the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's a Michael Mann film that is very much about bank robberies and, you know, these like large heist uh, films. And, you know, I get that Michael Bay kind of always wanted to do that movie. He wanted to do that. Right. But, you know, you look at a movie that he did like pain and gain, which was outside of the Transformers series. He he was like, I'm going to go do another movie, something that I want to do. And it stars the rock and Mark Wahlberg. And it wasn't great, but it was better than anything he did with Transformers. And it was better than anything he did here. It showed it showed the 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 idea of paying attention to a story while also still implementing your own aesthetic and, and telling that story. Like that's the balance, right? So it, it feels like somewhere along the way with this movie, this the 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 intensity overtook the story. That became the story. Mm-hmm. This just this endless necessity of it's like another car chase, another drone shot, another this, and it's just it was just too much. So uh, all this to say, I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's not recommended. I know that a lot of people did. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend it. I, okay. I like. I think if it, I, I wouldn't recommend paying to rent it. If you oh, okay. subscribe to a streaming platform, 
that is like Netflix or Paramount Plus or wherever this movie may end up in the streaming world. Probably will. Uh, yeah. I would watch it. I would watch it then, mm. but I would not pay to see it. And a lot of people ripped on people for watching this movie and not going to theaters to see it. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's because of that. Like I would have walked out way more upset than than um than I did when I just watched it here and I rented it on my on my television. Right. And watched it. You know, I yeah. put on the headphones, I killed the lights, I made it very movie-esque and it still was intense. Right. Yeah. And I I, I I get it. Be experiencing it on the big screen that 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 can go a long way. But that can also like really damage the experience where you're just walking out and just like, why? Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like I wasted money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So and, and, time. and I and time. Yeah. And time. And I, I did I I did that here as I rented it. But at least, again, I, it wasn't the endeavor. It was here. You right. know I mean, I made that decision to sit here and watch it. So it wasn't the go. idea like, I'm getting excited to go see this movie in theaters. So that's why I say like these movies, you got to be critical about w- what you're seeing in theaters because it, it does really matter. So hmm. 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 how about you, Nate? What you been uh, up to? What you, what yeah. you been watching or reading? Or I got reading? a shout out for a, a movie <clears throat> that honestly... It's like I would not have expected to have watched it, and I sat down and watched it because I was bored. And either <laughs> either I've been in the house too long and just super bored, or like <laughs> I legitimately enjoyed this movie. Um, twenty nineteen movie directed by James Bobbin, uh, who is also the writer for The Muppets and The Muppets Most Wanted. And oh, Justin, when I tell you that Dora and the Lost City of Gold is low key a great movie. Dude, honestly, it was I had such a fun time with it. It has a ton of self-referential humor. It makes fun of the original show. The the characters they don't overdo it as much as you'd expect for a kids movie. Um you'd expect right. the like the villain to be way too bombastic and they weren't. Um and dude, they like they get high in it. I won't spoil too much, but they get high in this movie. Like they legitimately get, they get high in this movie at one point, and it was it did so much more than I, I expected it to. There's like a a very predictable but dope twist in the movie, um, and Isabel, Isabella Merced who plays Dora carries the movie. She's super charming. She's also like very unknowingly socially awkward, and they they do like a lot of sort of Drax style humor with that, where like there's a lot of stuff that just goes over her head because she's so innocent. And it's, dude, I'm, you got to watch it, dude. It's, it's fantastic. I'm telling you right now. It's like, it's not a, it's not a four. Yeah. It's not a four out of five. I gave it like a three and a half, but like, dude, I'm, I've just, and I'm, listen, I'm never terribly happy to see a movie do not good at the box office. Obviously I want all movies to have success, um, for those people that made them. But this was, you know, the fact that it's just a one and done is perfect. Like they, I don't want them to do more. I don't want a DCU. I don't want a Adora cinematic <laughs> universe. Um, sure. But dude, if you have, if you have, if if you got a bunch of little ones with you, or you're just bored at home like I was, you got to watch Dora and the Lost City of Gold, dude. I think you might dig it. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'll check it out. I'm yeah, interested. Man. Yeah, it's good I always stuff. Take your recommendations. So yeah, I'll watch it. Honestly, cool. it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Nickelodeon at their best with their live action. Uh, well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this week in geek. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this week's news or any of the content we cover here, well, I'm going to send my consciousness over to my big blue avatar, Justin, to let you know how you can reach us. 
Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. I see you. I see you. I see you. That's what they I say. Remember? You. Remember, Justin? And then we, we touch yeah. our, our braids together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Make love. That's not my braid. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. <laughs> Maybe that's how they made the human kid. Okay. Um, there you go. <laughs> we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, and games, including our recent spoiler-free and filled reviews and discussions for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we are incredibly blessed and lucky to have director Sam Raimi and screenwriter Michael Waldron join Justin and Kevin for an excellent interview where they ask them what they like to do to relax, and the answers are pretty great. Um, so you definitely need to check out that uh, that um, that interview, both on YouTube as well as uh, on podcast services. We also just wrapped our watch club for Marvel's Moon Knight and uh, dropped our finale breakdown with special guest and friend of the show, Mike Smith from the Dumpster Talk podcast, as well as our resident comic book expert, Darcy Hudson. So go give all those episodes a listen and leave a five star review if you don't mind. Uh, but listen, we'll see you uh, next week for This Week in Geek. Justin, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. And as we say, I see you. No, love you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>